Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. First of all, let me say that the squirrels are very busy today above the Hope Mobile, which is our motorhome. So if you hear thumps and bumps throughout this podcast, it is the walnuts and the shells that the squirrels are dropping on us and throwing at us. I have a very special guest on the podcast today. My husband Dave is here across from me because I want to talk about losing an adopted child. Many people don't realize that Becca was not Dave's biological child. I got pregnant my summer out of high school, and the father was not interested in the time at being part of our lives, which I will honestly say I'm very thankful for now. (laughs) So, Dave, thank you for joining me today to talk about this. I'm glad to be here. And I am going to throw this your way and let you kind of give a shortened version of how we met, kind of your thoughts about Becca, and what you said at our engagement announcement to the church. I just threw a lot at you, didn't I? Yeah. (laughs) Well, to start out with, we were both working at Arby's, and the first time I ever saw Rebecca, she was about maybe six months old, and you brought her into work. We didn't really know each other that well. You had her sitting on the uh, desk in the office, and she was just the cutest little thing. So I just started kind of playing around with her, which I typically do with little kids. I always have. So that was the first time that uh, I had seen Rebecca, and you and I didn't really work with each other too often, uh, but that started to change. So anyway, I don't know, you want me to tell you the whole story? (laughs) No, not all the long courtship and everything, no. Anyway. You shared your thoughts about Becca. Yeah. So. And one thing led to another, and eventually we uh, started going out, and I asked you to marry me, and... But I should say, before that, I had to really stop and think about that because I knew that when I asked you, Rebecca was a part of that deal, and I didn't want her to come into a marriage without somebody who was wholeheartedly ready to be her dad. And uh, so I I really spent time on that and prayed about it, and uh, it wasn't too difficult. She was such a little cute thing. I definitely wanted to make sure that she was a part of my decision. So one thing led to another, and we got married, and six months later was when I was able to adopt her legally. Right. What did you share with the church for the engagement announcement? Our our church did engagement announcements at the time. If a couple got engaged, they'd get up and give a big announcement. So. Well, I remember uh, another person that... uh, was a little bit older than, than me who had gotten married at church and uh, was a good friend of mine. And when he got married, he likened getting his wife like Isaiah getting Rebecca in the Bible. I, I remembered that. So when we did our announcement, I had said that I had always, always prayed that God would send me my Rebecca, but I was actually referring to a wife. I didn't think I was going to get a kid named Rebecca as well. And and Rebecca, I did choose her name, Rebecca, out of the Bible. I spelled it differently, but that is what her that name caught my my heart, and that was actually who she was named after. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 
as you already shared, within six months, that was the legal time that we had to wait, and you adopted her immediately. And your parents were Grandma and Grandpa Deal. She never, you know, that's just who they were. In fact, before Becca died, she was really getting into genealogies. And she was like that Ancestry.com. And I mean, she was really digging deep and studying things out. And when I started thinking about it, she was really doing a lot more digging on the Deal family. Her adopt, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. this wasn't even her biological family. More than she was studying the history, my maiden name, Edwards, and she was actually studying more of the Deal family than she was her biological family. So she was a Deal through and through, <laughs> even to the point that people would comment about your similarities, not knowing that she wasn't your biological daughter. Yeah, that was one of her favorite things was when people would say, you're so much like your dad, and she'd smile and grin about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she first got adopted, the first couple of years, three years, I don't remember, you actually had a special day, and you and Becca would celebrate her adoption day. You would do something special with her to celebrate. Yeah, it was December 11th, 1984. Hmm. Um, and we just... Uh, would do occasional things together. I started tapering off on that once we had other kids because I didn't want her to seem overly special in that sense. Well, and the other thing is we didn't want her to feel like she was odd. Right. That there was something exactly. different about her because she had yep. this adoption day. And that we the wanted to get, start a family relatively quick. So she there was some close age wise between her and the next child. Right. So. She was already two. And so we f- didn't know when the next child would come along. We thought there might be a big enough gap. And we just didn't want to make any anything happen that would cause her to feel like she wasn't really one of us. Mm-hmm. And we didn't realize at the time, we never hid it from her that she was adopted. We just assumed she always knew because we talked about it. You had done things with her a few times. And then we realized later that she didn't realize she, for some reason, that information didn't filter through as a child growing up. That The the family must have done such a good job of her just being one of the family and no difference between her and anyone else that, yeah, she she completely forgot about any of those conversations. Mm-hmm. And we did go through a little bit of a rocky time, and we won't go into that story, but when she did find out that you weren't her biological dad, it was such a shock to her. There was a little bit of a rocky time while she kind of sorted all that out, and and God worked it all out in a, in a beautiful, wonderful way. But I want to go ahead and move ahead so when Becca died, how did that affect you? You know, the, it, Rebecca was the one that made me a daddy. So as much as I love all my kids, you know, there's something about that first one that makes you who you are. There's just a special relationship there. And I think also the special relationship from adoption from the perspective of there's a choosing that goes along with that. I not only had her as my child, but I chose her as my child. And through all those years with her, I learned more about, uh, the Bible talks about the spirit of adoption, how God our Father adopts us into his family and calls us sons and daughters. And And that's exactly how I felt 
about her. There is no difference between her and any of my other kids. Um, so yeah, it was devastating to, lo to lose her. I know initially, as I've written, written in, in your book, most of my concern went immediately to the rest of the family before I even could start dealing with my own loss and Rebecca. Now, one interesting thing that I hadn't thought of before until you mentioned it to me was that you actually have a third day that can be a grief trigger that I don't have, and that is? Well, our, the adoption day itself, right. yeah. Because that's a day, you remember the exact day. I mean, I, I was there, obviously. I remember the <laughs> event, but you know me, I'm not a dates person. Mm -hmm. um, so for you to spit out that date so quickly earlier, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a very important date to you that's forever seared in your memory. And so that's also another date as a parent who has adopted a child. That's another trigger day that the rest of us don't have mm -hmm. because that's a day they celebrate, the day that child legally became their own child, your own child. Yeah, I've got a very precious picture of her and I when on her 25th anniversary of her adoption day that I gave her 24 red roses and one white one to make 25, and uh, I keep that close and handy. Mm -hmm. And I, I wrote a little bit about this in the introduction of my book, Come Grieve Through Our Eyes. This book is was written specifically for those of us who have lost a child to hand to someone who's never lost a child and is trying to fix us. And we can hand them that book and say, here, read this book and then come and talk to me about why I'm such a mess and what my life is like. And a lot of uh, bereaved parents have read this book and said it's been very helpful for them because it validates so many of the things that we, we do deal with. And uh, I want to read a little bit of this introduction because I did talk about adoption in this. And it says, I want to acknowledge those parents who may not have actually given birth to their child, but he or she was their child through adoption. Too many people, including other bereaved parents at times, unfortunately, have a lack of understanding, believing that these grieving parents cannot experience the same depth of pain. And I disagree, and let me explain why. Uh, we already explained that I came into our marriage with Becca and that Dave's, his love and his care and protection of her, I can say, was exactly the same as our other four children. And I watched him grieve the death of our daughter, and I still do watch him grieve Becca's death. Dave adopted Becca as his own when she was two years old, giving him a beautiful front row seat of Romans 8.15, which you just mentioned. And it says, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children, and now we call him Abba, Father. Adoption is a covenant that God honors and takes very seriously. I believe, based on this scripture and others, that there is an intertwining which happens between a parent and a child who is adopted, causing the same level of connection as if that child had been conceived and birthed by those parents. And I really do truly believe that because, like you said, it's a picture of God adopted us as mm -hmm. his own. So to think that, okay, well, it's true for God, but it's not true for an earthly parent, I believe that there's, there's something, there's an anointing, there's something that God does, a sealing where the parent and the child have the exact same 
connection. Right. Now, we know that scriptures talks about that from a perspective of marriage. There's something spiritual happening to unite two individuals to become one. And I think that same sense of spirit of adoption is very similar to that in, in a, a uniting that uh, God does in the spirit. Mm-hmm. In talking to or with parents who adopted their child and, and that child has died, I just want to say it's it's we're not trying to compare. We're not trying to. It, it's just easy for us as a biological parent to think that an adoption parent it's not the same for you because I gave birth to my child. And I just don't think that's true. And, you know, we talk about not comparing. It, none of them are the same. We talk about not comparing it, but it's, it's just as important in this case not to compare an adoptive parent's grief with a biological parent's grief because it is every bit as deep. That is your child. And, and I, I just think God miraculously puts that same depth of love and connection Mm -hmm. in an adopted parent because that's what he did for us and we've said all along that our tears and our grief is it's liquid love you know Mm -hmm. and uh it's all about that love and that connection from that perspective yeah and if if you are one of those parents who adopted your child and your child left this earth early and you're listening Dave and I just want to say we're sorry that you have had this added dimension to your grief that you shouldn't have, that there may be parents who are not validating the depth of your loss. And so we're sorry if you have experienced that, and we, we validate you. We believe wholeheartedly that your pain and the depth of your pain and your grief and your darkness and what you're fighting through is every bit as deep as those of us who have that biological connection. I agree. Well said. I don't really have a whole lot more to share about this. I just really wanted to make sure that we talked about this because I, I, if there are books out there or there could be Facebook groups out there, I don't know. I've never come across any that specifically talk about, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's another layer. I think all of us who have lost a child, we have different layers. It's mm-hmm. all based on if your child, if it was an infant loss, then there are there there, are there layers. There, layers. it's a different yeah. grief. There are things that you're grieving that I'm not yeah. grieving. But it's still an onion. Oh my <laughs> it goodness! Has to be peeled. Yeah, and and because our daughter was older, uh, there are things that that we've lost in a different way. They, they all have layers. They all have different different things that we're grieving that we lost when we lost our child and every one of them's valid every one of them's valid including the loss of an adopted child and uh, dave i'll give you a chance is there anything else that you want to add that we didn't cover or that you want to say to any parents who are in your situation well i guess the only thing i can say is i'm sorry for your loss for those of you that uh, are in that same boat as me it it uh your love for your child is every bit is great because I know my love for Rebecca was, is just as much as my love for my other four children, Christopher, Kimberly, Jameson, and Austin. And you know, losing any of them is gut-wrenching, horrible. None of us should have to experience such a thing, but 
in in this fallen sinful world we're under that effect and and uh our hearts go out to you yes definitely so i don't know if there was anything really that we monumentous that was said here other than the fact of just we just want to recognize those people who have adopted and lost their child and validate the depth of their loss and their grief that is you're a parent you lost your child and there really isn't any difference from like Dave's loss and my loss of of our daughter Becca well thanks for joining me Dave thanks for letting me be joined <laughs> and I'll, I'll go chase the squirrels out of yes uh, they of were here going now. crazy all through this <laughs> so it's time for the birthday segment Every week we recognize the birthdays of the children of our listeners who have gone on ahead of us. And this week we want to give a birthday shout out to Justin Seehafer, who was born on September 16th, and Justin is forever 28. So we just recognize his birthday with his family. We celebrate with you the day that Justin was brought into this world. I would love to add your child to our list if he or she is not on it yet. Just go to gpshope.org birthdays, and there'll just be a little form there. Fill it out, send it in to me, and I will add your child to our list and announce their birthday that week. If you want to know more about the book, Come Grieve Through Our Eyes, we will have a link in the show notes. And on that Come Grieve page, there's a place where you can ask to be sent the first two chapters of the book. Those first two chapters are, How Does It Feel to Lose a Child? and Does Time Heal Our Pain? So if you want to find out more about the book that I read from that little introduction part about the adoption, if you want to find out more about the book or get a couple free chapters from it, go to the show notes and there'll be a link you can click on. Could you use a three-day getaway in a safe place to relax with a small group of people who get it and be ministered to in all three areas, body, soul, and spirit? Then join us on October 18th through 20th in a beautiful log cabin in the rolling hills of Iowa. We only have a couple spots left. Check it out at gpshope.org retreat or go to the show notes. There'll be a link there. If you can't make it or you're listening to this podcast and October is past, but you want to consider having a retreat in your area or if you want to know if there is a retreat that better fits your timing, let us know. Email us or check the retreat page. It's the same. We'll have all of our retreats in the same place, gpshope.org retreat. You just never know what doors God wants to open. So we would love to come and do a retreat in your area. Next week, we'll be starting a new series called The Road to Repair, Body, Soul, and Spirit. I hope you join me. Until then, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.